Today, inshallah, we are continuing with the names of Allah, specifically today, Al-Hasib, Al-Hasib, and Al-Dayyan. These are three names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that have very similar meaning. So Al-Hasib, number one, could be translated as the ultimate accountant. Uh, this is describing the one who records all actions and keeps account of everything. This is the one who is sufficient as well. Hasb. You know, when you say hasbi, hasbi, that means uh, it's enough, enough. So uh, al-hasib means the one who is sufficient. He is enough to create, to provide, to guide, to judge, and to recompense. All of this Allah Ta'ala is sufficient to do so. Al-hasib is the name of Allah which could be translated as the reckoner. And al-dayyan is the settler of debts. You could also say the judge, but uh, the settler of debts seems to be uh, uh, very accurate as well. And uh, al-dayyan also could, implies what? The one keeping track of all that is owed and ultimately the one judging, yes. And furthermore, al-dayyan is on the fa'al pattern implying uh, uh, repetition. It's implying what? That this is happening constantly. Allah Ta'ala is constantly uh, settling debts. Uh, as for uh, both al-hasib and al-hasib, these are coming from the root verb of hasaba yahsubu hasban hisaban hisbanan husbanan hisbatun fahuwa hasibun. So there's many different masadir over here. But basically this verb means to enumerate, to calculate, to compute, to keep track. But it also means to be sufficient enough to satisfy till the person says hasbi hasbi, till the person says enough enough, it's good, it's good. Um, and regarding this pattern, uh, al-hasib being on the fa'il pattern, we know that the fa'il, fa'ilun bima'na muf'il. So the, the fa'il pattern can also imply muf'il. And this is uh, an example here of hasib bima'na muhsib. Similar to the way alim bima'na mu'lim. So I know it's a bit detailed, but those of you that speak Arabic will understand that uh, since the fa'il can imply muf'il, uh, therefore hasib meaning the muhsib, as in the one who gives so much that he causes the person to say hasbi hasbi, causing him to say enough enough. So he is the one that keeps on uh, giving. That is one uh, implication or understanding. Now, as for this name of Allah Ta'ala, Al-Hasib, specifically, it occurs three times in the Qur'an. The first is in the context of taking care of the orphans, and Allah Ta'ala finishes the, this ayah, it's a lengthy ayah, and Allah finishes by saying, what? وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ hasiba And uh, sufficient is Allah as an accountant. So this is in context of what? Taking care of those who don't have the means to take care of themselves. Uh, and making sure that no injustice is done to them and so forth. And so subhanAllah, you can tell here that Allah Ta'ala is saying that nobody else is taking account, right? Obviously when it comes to an orphan, their parents have passed away, they don't have someone to take care of their affairs, you could take advantage of them and so forth. There's all, this, all these opportunities. Allah Ta'ala is specifying in this context that Allah Ta'ala is the one who is taking account. So know for a fact that you are being watched and be very cautious and careful when dealing with the orphans, those who don't have anybody else to speak up on their behalf. Very, very uh, powerful concept and very appropriate and um, perfect in this context. Furthermore, the second time that we find it is when Allah Ta'ala is mentioning how the believers greet each other. This is something that gets neglected often. Sometimes people don't say salamu alaikum. Sometimes people say salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And then the other person just says wa alaikum salam. As opposed to saying the full length of the, uh, you know, this, this, this uh, greeting or you could say this dua both at the same time. And so Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِذَا حُيِّيتُمْ بِتَحِيَّةٍ فَحَيُّوا بِأَحْسَنَ مِنْهَا أَوْ رُدُّوهَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ حَسِيبًا And when you are greeted with a greeting, then greet in return with one better than it, or at least return it in the like manner. 
uh, and indeed Allah is ever over all things an accountant. So even when it comes to saying salam, even when it comes to this something that we barely even pay attention to, know that Allah Ta'ala is taking into account. So you might want to be the type of person who says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And if somebody goes the length of saying all that, then you want to respond with something that is equal or even better. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. In the third ayah, is the context of those who fearlessly convey the message of Islam. الَّذِينَ يُبَلِّغُونَ رِسَالَاتِ اللَّهِ وَيَخْشَوْنَهُ وَلَا يَخْشَوْنَ أَحَدًا إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ حَسِيبًا Allah praises uh, those who uh, convey the message of Allah and fear Him and do not fear anybody but Allah and sufficient is Allah as an accountant. In other words, Allah Ta'ala is taking full account of those who fearlessly go out and convey the message of Islam, even if it's in front of a crowd of people that would disapprove or find this awkward or find this uncomfortable. You say, you know what? I need to convey the truth. I need to speak up, speak up on behalf of what I believe in, what I know to be correct. I need to tell the truth and be a person of integrity. And when you do this, know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking full account of your good deeds. MashaAllah, this is amazing. It's good, good, good motivation for all of us. Now, after that, we have the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Hasib. Al-Hasib occurs... Uh, uh, twice in the Quran, but both times in the plural form. Uh, I'm saying that Allah is the best of al-hasibin, you know. Uh, and so this makes it debatable whether it's one of the names of Allah or not, but it seems to be the case that, uh, yes, this seems like a perfectly valid opinion, that it is indeed one of the names of Allah. Why? Because in the context when Allah Ta'ala is speaking about death, people dying and then returning back to Allah Ta'ala for accounting, Allah Ta'ala says, ثُمَّ رُدُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ مَوْلَهُمُ الْحَقِّ أَلَا لَهُ الْحُكُمْ وَهُوَ أَسْرَعُ الْحَاسِبِينَ Then they, his servants, uh, are, uh, then, uh, they, his servants are returned uh, to Allah, their true Lord, unquestionably his is the judgment and he is the swiftest to take account. So this is really referencing what? The fact that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala can take you to account Quickly, in other words, it could be the case that you're living your life thinking, oh, I got lots of time and, uh, you know, everything's very comfortable. And subhanAllah, Allah can take the soul of a human being instantaneously without them even recognizing what's going on before. And in the blink of an eye, subhanAllah, they are taken to account. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, I am swift when it comes to taking people to account. And then obviously they're going to show up on judgment day. The second context is Allah Ta'ala referring to his perfect judgment on, on judgment day. Uh, Allah says, and we place the scales of justice for the day uh, for the day of re- resurrection, so no soul will be treated unjustly at all. And if there is even the weight of a mustard seed, we will bring it forth. And Allah and sufficient are we as accountant, as an account, as an accountant. So Subhanallah, uh, uh, Allah Taala is describing himself as the best of those to take account. Uh, and you could say this is re- referencing not only Allah Ta'ala, but the angels and so forth, and all the scales and everything that is being taken into account here, all the witnesses and so forth. Now, when it comes to Ad-Dayyan, the name of Allah, Ad-Dayyan, comes from the root verb of Dana, Yadinu, Dinan, or Diyanatan, which means to owe something or to be indebted. It also means to recompense, to requite, or to give what is owed, and it also means to judge. This is where we get the famous proverb. Some people call it a hadith, but to my to my understanding, it's not actually authentically uh, traced back to the Prophet But it's just a proverb, which is kama tudinu tudan, which uh, means what? As you judge, you will be judged. Or uh, simply put, what goes around comes around. That's uh, you know, as it's said in the English language. Uh, this name of Allah Ta'ala, Ad-Dayyan, does occur, uh, not in the Qur'an, but in authentic hadith. Uh, uh, Allah Ta'ala, excuse me, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 
mentions what, uh, uh, the, excuse me, this is on behalf of Abdullah ibn Unais. He says what, that, uh, that uh, Allah Ta'ala will gather the people, uh, will gather his servants on judgment day, naked, uncircumcised, and uh, buhman. And so the Sahaba, they ask, what is this word buhman? We're not familiar with it. And then the Prophet ﷺ clarified and said, they will have nothing with them, as in they're going to be completely, you know, just nothing nothing to their name. And so then the Prophet ﷺ goes on and he says, uh, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will call them by a voice that is heard from afar and from near. Allah ta'ala will be saying what? Anal malik. very interesting hadith. I, Allah says, I am the king, I am the settler of debts, or I am the judge. And it is not right for the people of the fire to enter the fire while he's owed a right from one of the people of paradise until I establish his retaliation. And it is not right for the people of paradise to enter paradise while he is owed a right from the people of the fire until I establish his retaliation, even if it's one smack, subhanAllah, even if it's one smack across uh, whatever, the body, the face, whatever the case is, even the smallest thing that you are owed, you are going to be paid back. So this is exactly the concept of Judgment Day. Everybody gets what they're owed, and then you settle where you settle. And may Allah Ta'ala make us from the people of paradise. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. This is reminiscent of the, the famous hadith, uh, Do you know who the poor person is? And the Sahaba said, it's a person that doesn't have any money, no wealth. And then the Prophet clarified that no, and I'm just going to paraphrase here, but essentially it's somebody from the ummah of Muhammad, somebody from my ummah who... On the Day of Judgment Day, he has lots of prayers and fasting and zakah. He has all these good deeds, and yet he has done all sorts of abuses and accusations and backbiting. And he has consumed other people's wealth unlawfully. He, uh, he even shed blood or maybe even uh, beat others or even killed others. Like all these different evil uh, oppressions that he's done to others. And so therefore, the people who owe, who are owed all of this, uh, all these, uh, this payback, they're going to go to this person and take from those good deeds one by one by one by one, and everything will be taken until finally he has nothing left and eventually when he has nothing left to give they will start giving him their bad deeds he'll say well you owe me and you don't have anything left to give me so I'll just give you my evil deeds and subhanAllah the evil will pile up on him until eventually he's thrown into hell so how will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's accounting be you know if Allah ta'ala is al-hasib al-hasib al-dayyan if Allah ta'ala is has all these names then how will he take people to account there are a number of uh, different ways that are described in Quran uh, for instance, Allah Ta'ala says what? فَحَاسَبَنَاهَا حِسَابًا شَدِيدًا وَعَذَّبَنَاهَا عَذَابًا نُقْرًا Allah says, so we took, uh, we took it to severe account and punished it with a terrible punishment. So Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala is describing this city that was taken to account and Allah Ta'ala says that it was حِسَابًا شَدِيدًا So one way that Allah Ta'ala can take to account is in a very severe and intense way. This is one thing that we want to be careful of. And ask Allah Ta'ala for refuge that he never takes us, our city, where we live, etc. into a severe account by punishing us. On the flip side, we have that Allah Ta'ala can take account in an easy way, as Allah Ta'ala describes. Allah says, Then as for he who is given his record in his right hand, he will be judged with an easy accounting and return to his people in happiness. So on Judgment Day, he gets his book of deeds in the right hand, and Allah Ta'ala judges him in a, in a very easy way, essentially saying, well, this, you know, this looks good, that looks good, and the rest is overlooked. And then, subhanAllah, such a person will be able to go back to the people of paradise and rejoice with them. And the third is that Allah Ta'ala's account can be swift. 
It can be very quick, as Allah Ta'ala says. الْيَوْمَ تُجْزَى كُلُّ نَفْسٍ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ لَا ظُلْمَ الْيَوْمِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَرِيعُ الْحِسَابِ This day, every soul will be recompensed for what it earned. No injustice today, and Allah is swift in account. سَرِيعُ الْحِسَابِ Very fast and quick. So we have to be careful and cautious that we don't keep delaying uh, taking account of ourselves. And this is exactly how we want to apply this name of Allah. In fact, we have 10 different ways that we can apply this name of Allah Ta'ala, these names of Allah. Number one is, in times of fear, the believer should say what? So whenever you're feeling fearful, We should call, say, we should declare what Allah says. Those to whom Hypocrites say, when the hypocrites are saying to the believers, indeed the people have gathered against you, so fear them, but it merely increases them in faith, and they say, what sufficient for us is Allah, and he is the best of disposers, uh, he is the best disposer of affairs. So subhanAllah, this is a very, very beautiful statement that the believers say, that Allah is sufficient for me. I don't worry. Even if the people are gathered together, they want to take me out. Even if they're going to take my life, the true believer is the one who has pure trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It says Allah is sufficient to take care of the situation. Furthermore, there's a number of ayat like this. But if they intend to deceive you, then sufficient for you is Allah. Furthermore, Allah says, uh, and then Allah says, what? Ya ayyuhan nabiyyu, hasbukallah. O Prophet, sufficient for you is Allah and for whoever follows you of the believers. So this is number one, that in times of fear, that you always say, Hasbi Allah or Hasbun Allah, that Allah is enough for me or Allah is enough for us. The second one is, be patient with Allah's decree. Allah says, If only they had been satisfied, with what Allah and His Messenger gave them and said, sufficient is Allah for us, sufficient uh, for us is Allah, Allah will give us His bounty and so will His Messenger. Indeed, we are desirous towards Allah. That would have been best for them. That's what you want to be able to say. So whether it's in times of fear, whether it's when dealing with Allah's decrees, this is Allah's rule, you say, Allah is sufficient. I'll deal with it. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. You know, whatever Allah decrees, I, you know, as sufficient as Allah for me. And furthermore, Allah Ta'ala mentions, that whoever relies upon Allah, then he is sufficient for him. You have to be patient with Allah's decrees. Point number three, know that nothing is hidden from Allah Ta'ala. Allah says, That whether you show what is within yourselves or whether you conceal it, Allah will bring you to account for it. So point number three is what? Making sure you recognize Allah is al-Hasib, Allah is al-Hasib, Allah is al-Dayyan, and therefore it doesn't matter whether I'm concealing what's inside of me or whether I expose it. This is all on display to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and indeed Allah is going to take us to account for what we have on the inside. And in fact, Allah ta'ala describes this and says, اقرأ كتابك كفى بنفسك اليوم عليك حسيبا. It's going to be said on Judgment Day. Read your record. Sufficient is yourself against you this day as account, uh, as an accountant. So subhanAllah, you will be your own hasib on Yom Qiyamah. Why? Because you're going to be given your book of deeds, you're going to be told, read your book, and you are going to have to recognize who you truly are. All the evidence is going to be there. So subhanAllah, better to take account of yourself and become a better person instead of waiting for the day that it all gets exposed. Point number four, know that Allah's accounting is exceedingly generous for the believers and also exceedingly just for the disbelievers. So take advantage of this. We know that the Prophet says what? فَمَنْ هَمَّ بِحَسَنَةٍ فَلَمْ يَعْمَلْ يَعْمَلْهَا 
كتبها الله له عنده حسنة كاملة فإن هو هم بها فعملها كتبها الله له عنده عشر حسنات إلى سبعمائة ضعف إلى أضعاف كثيرة سبحان الله that if somebody intends to do a good deed and he doesn't do it then Allah will write for him one single full good deed. Just for the intention, you didn't do a single thing. And if he intends to do a good deed and he actually does it, then Allah will write down uh, for him uh, in equal to 10 times, up to 700 times, and even up to many more than that. SubhanAllah. This is Allah Ta'ala being extremely, exceedingly generous. This is his hisab. This is the way Allah Ta'ala does his accounting for the believers, multiplying the good by so much. Uh, uh, and yet, if somebody intends to do a bad deed and he does not do it, then Allah will write a full good deed for him. So subhanAllah, even when you are intending to do a bad deed and yet you don't end up doing it, you still get one good deed. And if he intended to do it uh, then he and he actually does it, then he only gets one bad deed. So subhanAllah, this is the generosity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, when it comes to good and when it comes to bad, it is perfectly just. You did one deed, you get one deed, nothing uh, more, nothing less. Furthermore, the Prophet says what? Inna Allah la yadhlimu mu'minan hasanatan يعطى بها في الدنيا ويجزى بها في الآخرة وأما الكافر فيطعم فيطعم بحسنات ما عمل بها لله في الدنيا حتى إذا أفضى إلى الآخرة لم تكن له حسنة يجزى بها. سبحان الله. This is a very very important hadith and you know I think we don't recognize or pay attention to it enough but this is something to really think about. Indeed Allah does not treat a believer unjustly regarding his good deeds. He will bless him in this world and in the hereafter. Yet, as for the disbeliever, he'll taste the reward of his good deeds in this world, so that in the hereafter he'll find no good deed for which he can be rewarded. This is truly, it's remarkable, that all the good that you've done, if you are a believer, then inshallah you'll see the results of it in this life and in the next life. But if you're a disbeliever, whatever good you did, you're going to get all the good of that in this dunya, so that, hey, you did good today, or yesterday, or that day, or that day, that day, no problem. You were given. You were given all sorts of blessings in this dunya. Then on Yom Qiyamah, because you never believed in Allah, because you never did it for the sake of Allah, you'll show up on Judgment Day, Ya Allah, didn't I do good? And the answer will be, you did good for the sake of dunya. You got your reward in the sake of dunya, in the context of dunya. Now on Judgment Day, nothing's left. And that's because you never believed. You never had any genuine faith. SubhanAllah. You can see exactly this being manifest, that Allah Ta'ala is exceedingly generous for the believers, but exceedingly just for the disbelievers. Now, number five. Uh, know that Allah Ta'ala's accounting guarantees your provisions. Your provisions are going to be taken care of. The Prophet says what? Ayyuhan nas, ittaqullah wa ajmilu fit talabi fa inna nafsan lan tamuta hatta tastawfiya rizqaha wa in abta'a anha fattaqullah wa ajmilu fit talabi khudu ma halla wa da'u ma that, O oh people, fear Allah and be moderate in seeking a living. Make sure you do it so in a moderate and beautiful way. For no soul will die until it has received all of its provisions, even if it's slow in coming. So fear Allah and be moderate in seeking your provision. Take that which is permissible and leave that which is, uh, which is uh, forbidden. So, you know, you're never supposed to forget to work hard as an individual. Yes, you work hard for the sake of the dunya. You have to make a uh, living, etc. But you shouldn't be extreme in, the, in this regard you should be moderate. And it should, you should never be pushed to a point where you're actually going to deal in haram. Why? Because everything that's written for you is going to come to you whether it comes fast or slow. Point number six, prepare your accounting with salah. Because that's the first thing that's judged. The Prophet says, 
إن أول ما يحاسب به العبد يوم القيامة من عمله صلاته. That indeed the first deed by which a servant will be called to account on on the day of resurrection is his salah. If it's complete, uh, uh, he is successful and saved. But if it's defective, he has failed and he is lost. Uh, so if something is deficient in his obligatory prayers, then the, the Allah Taala will say what? He will say, look to see if there are any voluntary prayers of my abd. So with them, what was deficient in his obligatory prayers, prayers will be completed. Then the rest of his deeds will be treated like that. So subhanAllah, uh, salah is number one. Salah is the most important. And whatever you missed in terms of the fard, whether you had some weaknesses, it'll be made complete with the nawafil. So this is, you know, an excellent time, uh, you know, uh, during Ramadan, you pray extra tarawih, etc. And also just throughout the day, try to pray, pray extra sunan and maybe qiyamul layl at, at night or maybe, you know, witr and so forth. These are all ways to complete the salah so that all the accounting is easy. Point number seven, prepare your account with financial leniency. Uh, the Prophet mentions what? حُوسِبَ رَجُلٌ مِمَّنْ كَانَ قَبْلَكُمْ فَلَمْ يُوجَدْ لَهُ مِنَ الْخَيْرِ شَيْءٌ إِلَّا أَنَّهُ كَانَ يُخَالِطُ النَّاسِ وَكَانَ مُوسِرًا فَكَانَ يَأْمُرُ غِلْمَانَهُ أَنْ يَتَجَاوَزُ عَنِ الْمُعْسِرِ That a person from the people who lived before you was called to account by Allah Ta'ala and no good deed was found in him except this, that he being a rich man had financial dealings with people and had commanded his servants to show leniency uh, to those who were under strengths, those who were in tough, you know, bad, a bad spot. So this guy's got no good deeds except for one thing. He lends out money, he gives money to others, and then instead of being harsh and saying, no, I'm going to, you know, take whatever, I'm going to take your house, I'm going to take your this, I'm going to take your that, he said, yeah, it's okay. If the guy's in a bad spot, give him some extra time and he'll figure things out. So just because of that, uh, Allah, Allah Azza wa Jalla says what? نَحْنُ أَحَقُّ بِذَلِكَ مِنْهُ تَجَاوَزُ عَنْهُ That Allah Ta'ala said, we have a more right to this than him, so overlook his faults. In other words, Allah Ta'ala was not going to be outdone by this individual in terms of a uh, tajawuz or like overlooking. Allah Ta'ala says, you overlook people, I'm, gonna, I'm even more, uh, you know, the one to, be, to, to overlook, subhanAllah. Uh, point number eight is what? Pray for your parents. Uh, Allah Ta'ala mentions what? This dua, رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Our Lord, forgive me and my parents and the believers the day the accounting is established. So on Yom Al-Hisab, the day of accounting, Allah is Al-Hasib, Al-Hasib. So on Yom Al-Hisab, we want to make dua for ourselves, for the believers, but specifically also our parents. Point number nine, we need to practice Al-Muhasaba. Al-Muhasaba is what? It's taking account of yourself. Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhaladina amru taqu Allah walyanzur waltanzur nafsun waltanzur nafsun ma qadamat lighad wa taqu Allah in Allah khabirun bima ta'amalun. Allah says, O oh, you who have believed, fear Allah and let every soul look to what it has put forth for tomorrow. And fear Allah indeed, Allah is acquainted with what you do. So you have to look forward to what's coming tomorrow. Take account of yourself. That waltanzur nafsun ma qadamat lighad. Every soul should be looking forward to what he's putting forth. Uh, in other words, you should be paying attention. Did I do good deeds, bad deeds, etc.? Al Hassan al Basri he says, Rahimallahu abdan waqafa inda hammihi yuhasib fa in kana lillahi mada wa in kana li ghayrihi ta'akhara wa lam yamal. That may Allah have mercy on the servant who stops to evaluate his desire. So you, you intend something, you desire something, then you should pause. And he's saying, May Allah have mercy on the slave, on the servant, on the individual who pauses and evaluates. And he says, if it is for Allah's sake, he proceeds. And if it's for other than Allah's sake, he hesitates and eventually leaves it. The final point is what? Don't neglect your account. We know that this is the description uh, of the disbelievers. Allah says, Ahsahu Allahu wa 
that Allah Ta'ala had enumerated and calculated and paid attention to who they were, what they were, what they did, whereas they forgot. So when you're the type of person who just does deeds and then forgets about it, subhanAllah, you're going to be caught off guard. However, if you take account of yourself, inshallah, you'll be saved on Judgment Day. May Allah Ta'ala make us of those who always remember these names of Allah, Al-Hasib, Al-Hasid, and Ad-Dayyan. Jazakallah khair. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.